After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast, recording this on a Monday night after a very entertaining night of Kings basketball, but they fell short. At home, the Red Hot Phoenix Suns have now won five in a row after coming to Sacramento and being the Kings 122 to 117. Devin Booker, 44 points in the win. And the Kings' six-game home win streak is all over. I'm Juice Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. Mo, how you doing tonight? I'm great. I no one can pump pop my uh, joy bubble. You've got it. What's a, I got I'm a sorry, joy what's bubble. A, what's a joy bubble? It's just a like a force field of joy surrounding me, and you. No. Yep. How does that feel? Stupid. It's, it's, I can't yeah, get I through know. it at this point in time. Because <laughs> it's a joy bubble, Why do you bitch. have a joy bubble? <laughs> Why do you have a joy bubble? Um, I have this joy bubble surrounding me. I've had it ever since before Thanksgiving. Because I was just like, oh, you know, I want to make sure, like, with family and everything, like, everyone's just happy. I'm just going to put this joy around me. And then with some of these King's losses that you and, now, you and I have now covered together the last three and one has really stood out to me as the most frustrating and that was the Celtics loss Mm. and then they're back home tonight against the Suns I'm not frustrated there are so many things I can point out that I wish were better but at the same time I am so happy about so many good things that I saw tonight that I'm just like I'm kind of like Malik Monk after the game his energy post game was just like positive vibes. Like, yeah, look what we can do. Look what type of team we can be. That's how good we saw when we were on that seven game winning streak. We can be that. And now we believe that. You mentioned Malik Monk and uh, here's what he had to say after the game. That's what Morgan's referencing. How do you stop this three game slide from being four or five, et cetera? Don't get down. Um, don't get down on yourself. Don't look down. Don't point your finger. And uh, just come together um, a, a little. Just make us a little closer. Uh, I'm not going to let us separate. I, I, I take a big big part in that, man. I take a big part of not letting us separate. So, um, yeah, we'll be all right. We're good. Okay. Mood. Hashtag mood. Here's Demonsa bonus uh, after the Kings loss to the 
Phoenix Suns. Domas, um, you guys have battled really, really well against some of the best teams in the league and come up just short. Just how close do you guys feel you are? And, like, you know, again, this was like the third loss in a row, but it doesn't feel like that for a lot of reasons. Uh, yeah, you know, it definitely doesn't feel that way, but we definitely have to change that. You know, we can't keep losing and saying, oh, well, we're almost there. Um, there has to be a point where we got to um, finish the game, you know. And um, the good thing is we know we, we know we're right there. So we just got to do these little things and uh, we'll get over the hump. That's yeah. how I feel. And that's fair. I mean, there's definitely some things that you could point to tonight that I think really hurt Sacramento. One being Devin Booker. And whew, that guy was unbelievable tonight. He got it going early. He got to all of his spots. Then late when the Kings were throwing different looks at him, trying to make life more challenging. He was maybe hitting tough shots or... The Kings were overcompensating and leaving shooters like Damian Lee open for big-time three-pointers, but they still found ways to make it competitive at the end. I think the other thing tonight is this is a third straight game where De'Aaron Fox has not played well, and tonight was not a good game for De'Aaron Fox. I know after the game, Mike Brown was asked, like, hey, is he nicked up? Is he dealing yeah. with anything? Mike Brown kind of deflected, saying, well, everyone's kind of nicked up right now. What are you seeing with De'Aaron Fox, or what did you see with him tonight? Yeah, I felt that same way, though, where it was like the whatever it was, um, whether he looked a little banged up, it looked like it was affecting his game uh, and his intensity. Uh, I don't see it as like an effort thing because how could you not feel the energy of that entire team uh, for most of this game from Domas Sabonis, you know, throwing it down to Malik Monk, adding that spark off the bench. So I don't believe it was anything like that, but truly something physical. Now we've seen through some of these times, through some of these years, how something with De'Aaron Fox's physical health can really affect his game because his game is really dependent on his speed, his athletic ability. He's, added so much more skill to his game, but there's still so much of that that still goes into, like, for example, you saw late in this one, his jump shot that was just short in the paint. That's yep. what we saw a lot last year. So when you see that, it's a little bit triggering, but at the same time, I'm not worried, but I'm more worried about what's going on physically. He had 11 points on four of 12 shooting, one of three from downtown, two of two from the line, five rebounds, five assists, he also had three blocks in this one, which is pretty insane. But uh, his plus-minus was minus 16 in this one. After the game, James Ham put out some audio from uh, De'Aaron Fox, who said he was not happy about his performance tonight. What, um, what, were they doing something against you, or was that more just shots not falling tonight? What was kind of... Oh, uh, no, just a, just a bad game. Bad game. It, it, did you feel like... How much do you feel like your presence was was missed tonight? In, in, in? Uh, I mean, we lost by, what, four or five? And I didn't play well at all, so. Where are you at physically? It looks like you're a little beat up. Is it just, you know, the, all the minutes catching up to you a little bit? Oh, uh, no, just I mean, little minor things here and there. But um, we play a lot of games every year, so uh, you play through those. Your, what are your, your personal frustrations? You just mentioned you lost by five and you felt like you didn't really show up the way you wanted to. How does, how does that make you feel? Well, I mean, you, know, you try to put this one in, the, in your back pocket and just and, and keep going. Um, obviously, you know you're not going to play well every game, but uh, you could do a lot better than I did tonight. 
How about the effort against uh, Booker tonight? Obviously, he had some easy ones, but then there were some ones that were un- almost unguardable. Yeah, I mean, when a guy like that gets it going, you know, it's it's almost impossible to stop. So you just try to continue to make it make it tough for him. Do you have a sense of how this, if this team is built differently than like in the past, where three games becomes five or six or eight a couple of times, and, and do you feel like you guys are better equipped to prevent that? Yeah. Um, I mean, we've done it this year, so um, I don't see a reason why we can't do it again. I mean, uh, we played good teams. Uh, we've lost some games that we were in. Um, so, you know, that's hats off to who beat us. But uh, for us, we, we go back in, go to practice, get back together. Um, you go out to the next game like nothing ever happened. Well, what do you do, maybe personally, to avoid pressing in situations where you maybe have a few games in a row where you're not playing up to the standard you set for yourself? Oh, I mean, I just go out there and continue to play the way I play. Um, Never thought think about pressing. Darren, it seemed like you guys made a concerted effort to get Keegan Keegan going early in this one. Did you feel that? Oh yeah, just try to get him some easy buckets. Like I said, um, you know, just being able to see the ball go through the net, I feel like uh, does wonders for for your confidence. So there's a part of De'Aaron Fox after the game talking to the media, saying, "Yeah, he's dealing with a couple of things, I guess." It's Deuce. You know what it is too. It's just like anything with this game. How do you grow off of a loss? How do you grow when, let's just, you look at the Boston Celtics last year and really a big part of it was conditioning for them. Okay, so how do you grow from that? You condition more. Okay, when injuries come along and they screw up your game here and there within your legs or whatever it is, how do you grow to find a new way to make sure that you are contributing and making an impact with your team that's all he has to do is really learn and grow how else he can impact the squad if things are a little banged up with his body yeah and yeah i don't know i mean hopefully he can feel better soon right because you don't want something that's minor if they're whatever's going on i mean we're speculating here right it's not we have no speculation idea. you don't want it to turn into an injury and be a long-term thing right the guy had a bone bruise came mm. missed a game came back so I don't know if there's all this stuff that's still lingering and he's battling through some stuff. Also, I think the perspective we have to have is a, a, a guy's allowed to have a few bad games. The biggest thing is you don't let it get to five or six or seven or what we saw last year when we were searching here after 10 games of a season going, yeah. what's going on with Fox? I don't think that's the case. I think it'll be all right. I think he'll bounce back. And, you know, you just played a, a tough, tough road trip where you come home and you take on the team that right now is the best team in the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns. and After playing the best team in the East. Yeah, and I know some that, you know, they don't have Chris Paul or Cam Johnson. Yeah, I, they've put it together now. You know what I mean? They're not 7-3 and three without CP3 this season. Um, Cameron Payne's been really good for them at times during that stretch. They're top five in offensive rating and defensive rating. And I think you saw what they were able to do at times defensively in this game to take Sacramento Ooh. out of their game. Yep. Because that second quarter, by the way, this whole game as a, just taking a step back, yeah, it sucks that the Kings lost a really entertaining game. Super so much crazy as offense at times. And that second quarter alone it was just back and forth. It was a track meet. The Kings, I think in the second quarter, they were 16 of 21. They shot 76% in the quarter. And what's crazy is they only took eight three-pointers in the first half. They had 22 assists on 28 makes. 
and they had a one-point lead at the half. So they had that incredible offensive performance, but the Suns were going head-to-head with them. Like, it was like no problem. They were just going back and forth. Yeah, and that's what was wild about it is that Devin Booker, you couldn't do anything to slow him down. The only thing that was going to slow him down was another text to throw him out of the game, right? Because there was even a time he got so frustrated dribbling the ball, Davion's up on him, and he throws his arm. They don't call shit, but, uh, you know, you can just see the frustration in his game, and that's what you wanted to see, but it wasn't enough to fully take him out of his game, and obviously the rest of the team stood up to the effort on the offensive rebounding for this Sun squad was really the story of this game, especially with the way that they were able to capitalize on those second-chance opportunities and score a bucket. Yeah, 17 second chance points in this game for the Phoenix Suns. Tough. Really tough. I mean, that's that right there, you know, you look at that final rebound by the Suns, Torrey Craig, and where he got it. It's a little bit of luck. It's a little bit, though, he's putting himself in the best position to get that rebound, to do anything that it takes to get that board. And I just feel like at times tonight, the Sacramento Kings weren't in the right spot at the right time. Again, sometimes it has to do with luck, but sometimes it just has to do with like maybe more being a little bouncy on your feet. I said this the other day during the pregame show on TV with you, and I'm speaking more about their defense, but this just goes to everything we talk about, whether it's a, an individual player, a team defense, whatever, to go from average to good to great, it's consistency. And there are times tonight you saw – the best of the Kings doing great things, getting out transition. One of my favorite moments tonight was a scary moment for me because Devin Booker got the switch. He wanted, he had Metu on him Uh and I'm going, all right, well, here's a bucket. Here's a three ball in Metu's face. Metu blocks it. And then uh, Fox came down and, and buried a shot. And that was a big time play in the game. It got Sacramento back into things. I also thought Malik Monk was just outstanding in this game. I mean, what more can you say about what he brought to a team with guys struggling? You know, Herter, who, who has missed his last 11 three-pointers. He was 0-5 tonight. Fox couldn't get, get it going. Monk came in, got your buckets, and he set guys up. Two things, because Kevin Herter, I thought it was doing a fantastic job at first, moving without the basketball, yes. getting open in the two-man game, creating things, um, becoming that threat. I thought that was fantastic, but shots were not falling. That hurts him a lot, obviously. A huge identity um, it's part of their, their entire team's identity. Malik Monk. Wow. Just wow. Not only with the energy that he added, but the will to finish at the rack in any crafty way possible that he needed to finish. My goodness. I was just jaw dropped every time that he was going to the basket, his ability to get into the paint and get where he wanted at times. It was just, it was truly incredible. I I was curious about some of the sun's defensive breakdowns there because I'm like, why is Malik Monk every single time getting a reverse, a line drive, whatever it is he wants in the paint. Well, he was asked about that too, after the game about why he's been able to be more of a playmaker this year. And he's like, "I've, I've had that opportunity for Mike Brown. I, when he said that, I, (laughs) he's empowered him a bit, right? He trusts him and believes that he can do it. I was sitting in the press room and I went like this. I went, Oh, (laughs) like I just thought it was so, it was so sweet because it's so true when you are paired 
with the right leaders and the right people surrounding you to empower you to do the right things. Only good things are going to happen. And that's why Deuce, and I know we'll talk about the overall picture of this loss even more, but that's why with this loss, I, I believe and feel like this team has the right leader overall and then the right pieces overall with the right mindset to understand what what they want as their final goal. And that final goal doesn't just happen overnight. It depends on how they respond after a loss on their home floor like this. And Sabonis talked about it after the game, got to protect home court. And I just, I felt it when he was talking about that. It's like, yeah, that's, these are the, these are the easy ones for good teams and they want to be a good team. So they got to get those. Trying to find that Sabonis quote. I thought you put it out there. Uh, no, I just, I said I felt it to my core. So you just didn't put it out I, there? I like paraphrased it, you know. I, I think Sabonis was saying after the game that he just felt like Wednesday's game against Indiana was really important. He Yes, he said, next game, we've got to win. We've got to win that, the next game. We've got to figure out. We can't let these losses keep piling up. We're at home, and we've got to protect home court. Amen. I, I appreciate that coming from him. Um, it wasn't just like another player saying, we got to do this. It was, oh, no, he, he, he meant what he said, and they're going to do everything they need to do against the Pacers on Wednesday. And it doesn't even matter that it was his former team, but I'm sure it will matter a little bit more on Wednesday. We'll talk about that game in a bit. Uh, the one thing that jumped out to me tonight, just with the Kings, it especially jumped out to me late because – they had a lineup out there that was Mitchell, Monk, Herter, HB, and Sabonis in the fourth quarter. And they're in a tough spot because Malik Monk's cooking. But they need Mitchell out there to defend Booker. But they also want De'Aaron Fox out there. So at one point, they did take Monk out of the game. And Monk's looking at him going like, what? I'm cooking. But he ends up putting him back in like, I, yeah. you know, 20 seconds later, but again, it just jumps out to me and it's not even, I, I give Davion Mitchell a lot of credit. That guy oh. lost his ass trying to get My into God. Booker late. I mean, he was up in him. Standing ovations, by the way, for his defensive ability tonight. Amazing. Mm -hmm. The problem is he's six foot and that's, that's your best option right now defensively on Devin Booker. And you could play perfect defense. But Devin Booker, because of how talented he is, even if you've got some size, he can hit a bucket. But when you're six foot and he could shoot over you, that's tough. That makes life really challenging. Can, can I just say this, though? Devin Booker is going to do that on so many different no, and, guys. And, and what, what, what did happen, though, and just to, just to give him a little bit more love and credit is that it disrupted their entire offense for that little bit. It disrupted Devin Booker's vision for that little bit in, in what he wanted to create sometimes in the offense. Um, it made life harder for him, but you're right. It didn't stop him completely. Yeah. And that's my whole point. Yeah. You're right. The great ones can make plays no matter what. I mean, I even saw when Keegan got switched on him once. I thought Keegan played some nice defense. It was a contest in the corner and Booker made the shot. Yep. Booker's jumper looks so much like Kobe's, especially when he's getting into his spots in the mid range. It's, it's disgusting. And I thought Davion did a great job. But my whole point to what I'm getting at is yeah. the Kings lack a real wing defender that they're willing to play at this point. You know, like Keegan had some moments on him that, okay, not bad. KZ, we, we saw him in the first quarter tonight. I'm thinking, okay, well, this is coming off the heels of 
coming in with some good energy off the bench against Boston, where he did some nice things against Tatum at times. He was able to produce a little bit offensively. But KZ did not have a long stint at all for Sacramento tonight. We saw him in the first quarter. He ends up, I'm looking at the box score here to double check, playing five minutes total. And it was like the old days when he would start the first three games and play like five minutes, and that's it. I don't know if Brown got upset because of a shot attempt he took, which I thought was a really bad decision by him where it was a forced shot by KZ and maybe his leash is just that short at this point. Uh I was surprised he never went back to him just because of his length. You know, in that first quarter, I noticed too when he was working on Devin Booker, Book still has some floaters over him. Like in his face, you know, it was still, yeah, no, that's, you're it's, right. it's not like you're right. It, it's just, we always talk about like guys like Kevin Durant. He, he gets bucket man. He's just longer than everyone else. And I don't think we see Devin Booker like that, but Devin Booker's shot making ability is truly Kobe esque. And it is, you see the similarities with his muscle memory and his again, ability to create even that little tiny bit amount of space that he needs to see where he is on the floor and shoot the ball how he needs to shoot the ball. Um, But you can just, as we talk about that, how bad do they just need a defensive wing? Someone that could just make life a little more challenging and knock down a three at the same time. And even just to, Morgan, they shot 52% tonight. Yeah. And I guess the one area you'd point to is, a pretty low number for three-point attempts for this group, 25 when they averaged just under 40. They were 9 of 25 from three. But, I mean, it's just there are times where you're like, okay, this this is going to be really challenging, you know? Well, there's times, too, though, against other matchups that we're talking about uh, rim production. You oh, know, yeah. just that, and, and we could talk about that even tonight in that and, and the lack thereof, you know? So it's like... I think so many people during the seven-game win streak wanted to act like, hey, this is where it's at. This is where it can go from here. You know, like it's only going to go up. And that's not how the NBA works. And that's not how it works for a team for the first time ever in 16 or well, in 16 years actually having a competent basketball team. And I could say maybe there was one other one um, under Dave Yeager, if you really want to go back to that season, just them finding an identity with pushing the pace and all buying into that. But this is truly even something different. And I don't know. I I, I think we're going to see a lot of the good times, but the bad times are going to be times like this. And I'll take this if this is the bad for this year. And that's fair. I. The other thing I think you have to realize just looking at this team is that they're going to be 500. If I mean, some people would take 500, right? If mm-hmm. they were 41 and 41, you'd be like, yeah, sign me up. Yeah. That means you lose half the time. Mm-hmm. That means you're losing half your games. Correct. So buckle up. We said this during the seven-game streak, in the middle of it, uh, toward the end of it, whatever you want to say. said. So, There's going to be tough times. There's going to be moments where you lose three, four in a row. The best thing you could do, though, is it's all about how you respond out of that. Yeah. Don't let this get to four. No. Don't let this get to four. You got Wednesday night coming pretty fast with it's going to be an emotional game Mm. with Tyrese coming back, Buddy Heald coming back, Sabonis taking on his former team for the first time. 
There's going to be a lot of emotions going on that night. And speaking of Sabonis, because I think we should give him some love right now, too, and just what he was able to do tonight. He didn't end up with that triple-double, but he was really damn close. I believe just an assist short of a triple-double. Just some of his dominant moments in this game when he threw it down. I think everyone felt his energy and I'm not even just talking about the arena. I'm talking about the entire team was like, all right, let's have him go. You saw a few times there at the end, De'Aaron had some bad turnovers. There was a sloppy one where the Suns and Sabonis got into it and he found a way to get it, turns around, throws it down for two, keeps them in the game. Just some really strong moments from Sabonis tonight. And that's again, he had a couple of nasty jams. That's dude. what You're I'm saying. Right. It was just, it was fun. His game tonight was a lot of fun. And good teams are going to understand what he means to an offense and are going to do a better and better job of shutting him down. But he still had some pick and roll moments. He still did a good job pushing the ball up and guys running off of him. Um, there's still a lot of good things that happened tonight. 17 points. He had 10 assists, nine rebounds, eight of 10 shooting. He did have five turnovers in the game for uh, Sacramento, who finished the game with 16 total turnovers that turned into 24 points. Phoenix did have 17 for 25 points, um, for 25 Kings points. But um, I want to ask you too about Keegan Murray. Keegan's been struggling uh, big time. Last three games specifically, I think it was two for 23 before Mm -hmm. tonight. Tonight, he finished with 11 points in just under 23 minutes on 5'11 shooting. He did knock down a three. What stood out to you about Keegan Murray tonight? I thought he started off much stronger. Again, I was taking down, I was just watching his game fully in that first quarter. And I thought, okay, he's doing a better job. But then he had that fadeaway kind of late, like he, he took it to, was driving to the paint and was fading away from the basket. I think uh, DeAndre Ayton ended up blocking it, right? So it was some of that same old crap that we've seen from him early on. But then there was just other things that he was doing on the defensive end, whether it was just a a good defensive possession where he was making sure to find his way and help. And then other times on the offensive end, I wrote down just cutting with a purpose. uh, And then he got big on bridges and just posted up on him. And they they felt the the mismatch. And then he went up strong. after that second quarter, I wrote down some notes. Just he tried to pass it into Metu. It's like he dribbled the ball down, tried to pass it into Metu, and was just super indecisive if he wanted to pass it there or not. Bridges knocks it away. The Suns get the ball. So there was just on and off moments from Keegan again. But I was just happy to see some of the moments be on for him. I did feel like maybe he pressed a little bit too much at times, but I'd much rather him be aggressive. He did try to go up for a jam that Bridges got. Yeah. Blocked him. Yeah. And people like, see, he always gets a stuff block. You got to go up strong. I'm like, dude, he just went up strong and a really talented defensive player blocked his shot. I also want to note this, Morgan. Mm -hmm. We are 24 minutes into recording this, and I had the final score on the screen wrong. It was 122-117. What did you have on there? 122-118. What an idiot. What an idiot who didn't correct me. Shout out to the chat for bringing it up. I didn't see it. I okay. swear when I looked at the end, it was 122-118. And then now I look at the final score. No, it was 122-117. It could have been. Sometimes, you know, they screw something up. No, and then... I probably messed up. Okay. It's a turnover for Deuce on yeah. the Deuce and Mo box score. Accountability. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like it. Get him, Mo. Um, <laughs> the one thing, like, even Keegan on that play, I guess you could have pumped fake to get Bridges up, but Bridges but kind of came from behind to knock it away. And Br- Bridges, Bridges did a great job. Solid yeah. defender as well. Yeah. I I feel like sometimes with a game like this, too, people get really weirded out when um you're optimistic or positive after a loss, especially when we just talked about some of the bad things and um, where what the roster is lacking and everything. But you guys, we saw this team play basketball at such a high level during that winning streak. And at a high level, even with their mistakes, finding a way to win. This one, if they had found a way to win, that would have been just next level against the best team in the Western Conference right now. Well, a couple of things I did like is after what happened in the third quarter, the Suns come out on a 13-2 push. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You Annoying. Can't. And those are the things you we talk about, the consistency. You can't have those type of runs nope. to start a quarter. Teams will go on runs. 13-2? Okay. You getting that out hole. Of, out of halftime? Yeah. You got to come out ready to go, especially as you're trying to establish something on the home floor. Um, they did cut it to a one-point game. Then Booker goes on a 9-0 run by himself. <laughs> Ends up being at the end of three, 91-84. There are a couple of times I'm like, oh, this game's over in the fourth. But the Kings kept hanging around, making big plays down the stretch, and made it a game. But, you it know, against these, against these teams that have won now, like these teams that have been together for a minute, you can't dick around. Like, you, you almost have to play perfect basketball in this second. Chance opportunities kill you. Booker's, got, Booker's a guy. Booker's a guy. You can give him the ball, and he can get you a bucket. And then what happens? Defensive miscues where you're overhelping inside the paint, and you're leaving guys like Damian Lee, who has been a really good three-point shooter this mm-hmm. year, wide open. Wide open it's, multiple times. There's also t- a couple times where he was wide open and missed a shot. In some of their losses, what you're noticing, it's been really attention to detail. Yeah. And that goes for knowing what guys can do what on the floor, obviously, of the opposite team, or even understanding what it means to take care of the basketball. Sometimes taking care of the basketball isn't just hanging on to it right? It's making sure you're making the crisp passes that you're not forcing something just to be cute at the end because nothing else can be created. It's about still creating an offense by getting that paint touch. You saw early on how many paint touches they had, how many points they were scoring in the paint, the Sacramento Kings. They were just, they were doing a fantastic job. The Suns came out in the second half, did a much better job of slowing them down there. Yeah, I think the Kings only had 10 assists in the second half. Mm. And that was after 22 in the first half. 22 in the first half is absurd, of course. Yeah. But only 10 in the second half. Looking at the second half numbers, too, for Sacramento. um, Let's scroll down here. Second half numbers. Uh, The Kings were held to just under 42% shooting. Six of 17 from three. Um, they were outscored 59-53 in the second half. So Damn. they did some damage at the free throw line, but you know that those percentages are not great. Yeah, and if they play like this again on Wednesday, then that's when I get a little bit more, um, not worried, but I'm just more like, okay, what? Who are they? Yeah, to me, you play engaged basketball, you're playing competitive against some good teams, you don't lose to the Pacers at home. 
coming up on Wednesday night. Right. And the Pacers have had like a solid start. They've also had a really cupcake schedule. Oh. But they they just had a big time win tonight. They were down 17 against the Lakers in the fourth quarter. Hit a game winner, game winning three pointer at the buzzer to beat the Lakers tonight. You guys, and this is a Lakers squad that is starting to figure some things out. Anthony Davis has been playing fantastic lately. So it's not like it was just an easy win for them against a weird Lakers squad. It's a great win. Uh, a couple of comments from the Suns tonight that we should get to. This is from head coach Monty Williams. I love this. this. Uh, Monty Williams after the game. It won't let me zoom in. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Awesome. There we go. Uh, talking about the Kings, he says, this is not an easy place to win. It never has been. But you're looking at a playoff team in my estimation. Oh, is that just a coach being nice after a game, like feeling good? Like, hey, I'll give these guys some love because they played us hard. No, I, I mean, I, I truly believe he, he's obviously has seen playoff teams and he understands what type of talent that consists of. And, and you look at this team and he goes, okay, they have what it takes. They just still have much more to learn and to grow into if they do want to be a playoff team. Uh, Devin Booker also had some stuff to say about the Kings. He says they have something brewing here that everyone should be excited about. I love to hear it. You guys, they're getting this love from guys around the NBA after being the laughingstock of the NBA. You know, we wasn't it right before the season that Draymond, or maybe even it was during the season, Draymond was talking on LeBron's uh, podcast or show or whatever, and talking about, yeah, when you go into Sacramento, you take the night off kind of thing. That isn't how teams are defining this Sacramento Kings team. And I love it because they've earned to have a different type of reputation around the league. And guys look at them differently. Let's look at the uh, Wednesday night, Morgan. Okay. Wednesday night, Tyrese Halliburton and the Indiana Pacers come to town. I'm emotional already. It is going to be an emotional night. That trade brings forth a lot of emotions. I think there are some who don't love some of the things that Tyrese has said since leaving to go to Indiana, even though he's been asked about it. I don't think my take on the whole Tyrese Sacramento stuff. I think he was, he was hurt. He thought he was going to be here a long time. And he's a young guy and went through a trade for the first time. And he was open with how he felt about it. Yeah. He was vulnerable and, um, he's been asked about it a lot since everything has gone down. And a lot of people too want to be on his side, not only because he's a great human being, but also because it's a great way to shit on the Kings. Right. And I think now as we keep continuing to move forward, I hope that when he is asked about it now, he talks more about what's going on in Indiana because there's some really good stuff going on with Indiana and he's a big part of it. And I hope that's the narrative uh, that it can be, but you know, that won't be the narrative. If that team is making the playoffs with Tyrese Halliburton and buddy effing healed <laughs> and the Kings are not in the Western conference. And Tyrese has had a great start to the season. Fantastic. He's been really, really strong, had a tough game the other day, but he bounced back tonight He's just coming off uh, winning Eastern Conference Player of the Week the same week De'Aaron won Western Conference Player of the Week uh, last week. The Pacers have an offense that can get out and go. 
And with, with, with it's Tyrese Halliburton pushing the pace, hitting threes at an efficient rate, the rookie Ben Matherin. Oh. You know how much I loved him before. Oh, I know. We both were slobbering all over. He's a dog. He's getting after it, scoring 20 a game, coming off the bench. Miles Turner is a big-time threat. Blocking shots. He can have a monster game. But you just think about all the emotions at play here. Like It's going to be emotional for Tyrese Halbert, but Buddy Heald played here for a minute. Like He was part of one of the most significant trades, two of the most significant trades that the Kings have made in the last decade. And it was the first one. DeMarcus Cousins getting traded to the Pelicans, him yeah. coming back to Sacramento. And then the second time around where he got dealt with Halliburton to go to Indiana for Demonis Sabonis. These are big-time trades. So Buddy Heald's hit game winners. He's at the most threes in franchise history. Mm-hmm. He accomplished a lot of good things. I think he was a frustrating player for a lot of fans too. But he's coming back. Sabonis is playing the Pacers for the Ooh. very first time. That's going to be an emotional emotional last night for everybody involved and the fans i agree and i think if you're the sacramento Kings, some i know it's so much easier said than done to be like hey disconnect yourself from those emotions you know like put that joy bubble on don't let anybody bop it that's not how it's gonna be you know you think about these guys and their careers and then off the court as humans the time that they spend with these people these organizations and then these cities um it's a lot it's a lot and i just truly hope that for the sake of um our mental health that the kings win <laughs> and that the bonus has a game like tonight <laughs> don't put it out there you why you don't even believe in jinxes or anything it's just putting it on the universe. I don't even believe it's a jinx. Don't, don't you even, want it? I don't in even the want to universe? think about oh, it. Okay. I don't want to think about that. Morgan, if the Kings lose yeah. on Wednesday night, what's gonna happen? It may go down in history as one of the worst <laughs> night chat experiences of all time. We may have to turn off the chat. We may just have to just Why talk. are you putting that in the universe? I'm just saying That's that- because you don't have the ability to stop with the toxic comments you don't need to put the toxic comments in that little brain of yours it hurts your brain and you don't need to do it in in their my real expectations are the kings need to go in there and win that game at home i'm sorry you win you have to win that game i agree this is a team that obviously get buckets like the pacers can score and they've got three point shooting and they have got some talented players on the squad but if you're going to be a team that's legit, you don't lose that game at home. No. You know, like that's just not one that you give up, especially three in a row you've dropped now. Schedule's going to get challenged. There's a lot of things to it, though. Yeah. There's even uh, how many games is this for the Pacers and how many nights? You know, it's, this it's, will be their third game in four nights now. They've been in LA the last two, so okay. they haven't had to travel, but still, it's three games in four nights for sure. them. They're coming off an emotional win yeah. against the Lakers a like, day after they lost to the Clippers without Paul George a and Kawhi. A good team morale win. Yeah. And, and they're going back to Tyrese Halliburton's um, first team, you know? And, and Tyrese is a lead leaguer. Lead leaguer. League. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions 
with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together. There's all these different papers. There's all these different forms. What do you do? You listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Yeah, because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business. How about for some time off after an NBA season even? That sounds amazing. So you know what you need to do? Listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try leader in assists he's a playmaker he he is just so good at understanding where his teammates are going to be and getting them the best shots that they need so if you're the sacramento kings you know that's who you got to stop first the one that's making everything happening the one that's making that's creating everything and they know his game well enough to do that but it's still about executing a game plan, staying disciplined, and not letting the emotions get you. And hitting some of those big shots, whether you're Kevin Herter or even De'Aaron Fox, if he's assuming he's 100% healthy. Davion needs to lock him up. Yeah. That. Who do you think has a bigger game? <laughs> okay. Healed or Tyrese? Is Heald just going to let him fly that night? If he does, I want to see Ben <laughs> Matherin, if anything, like do something. But mm -hmm. out of those two, um, I'm going to say probably Tyrese. If Buddy Heald, <laughs> you know, it would be better if Buddy Heald had the bigger night than Tyrese, because I don't think people would be as pissed. People would be like, yeah, we've all seen that before. Like, we get it. It's inconsistent. There's more frustrating times with Buddy Heald than not. But with Tyrese, it's still too early where it would hurt if he dominated the Kings, it would be like, oh my God, who won the trade? Obviously the Pacers. And everyone's so worried <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah, last tomorrow, uh, Wednesday night is not going to decide who won the trade or not. And taking a look at what Thank the you. Pacers have done, they are now 12 and eight on the season. Um, they're the number four seat in the Eastern Ooh. Conference. Their schedule hasn't been the most brutal recently, but it, here's the reality. You take care of the bad teams. Who cares? It doesn't matter who you're playing. Have they had some fortunate things on their schedule? Sure. But they were projected to be a bad team this year, and they're winning games. Winning in L.A. tonight, that's significant. The one last night was bad. They won against Brooklyn. Brooklyn had KD. They had mm -hmm. Simmons. They had Kyrie. 
They lost to a bad Minnesota team. Then they took care of business and against Orlando twice, Houston, Charlotte. So again, they've had some fortune with their schedule. But I don't like to me. I think when people hate on the schedule, you, you can only play the games on your schedule. There's nothing they could do now. If you're trying to make the case that hey, long term, I don't think this team is going to keep this up. That their defense isn't good enough, and they may make some moves down the stretch and not be as good. Fine. But right now, I can tell you, they've got some talented guards that can fill it up. And Tyrese has been money this year, and Matherin has been outrageous. Is that column all of his assist numbers in every single one of yeah, those Yeah, Morgan, games? he leads the Jeez. NBA in assists. I know I said that, but I'm like, just looking at all yeah. these double-digit assist games. And He's been just fantastic. Like, just what a... What a what a creator. I mean, and we talk about it so much from like the Tyrese Heald component. Sabonis played there for a long time. Yeah. He's played playoff games. He made two all-star appearances with that team. So, you know, his chance to go take on his former squad for the first time, he's going to be amped. Yeah, I, I'm with it. And it's just how do you channel your amped energy, right? How do you channel those emotions? Because... Sometimes it can be difficult for guys. And I know we were hoping Kevin Herter was going to have his revenge game back in Atlanta against the Hawks. And it wasn't that. And actually since that, it's maybe even before that, um, his shooting's been a little down and we knew it would be, and we knew it would go that direction at some point, but how can you at least keep it at a, a pretty solid level? So you are a threat and you are putting points on the board and contributing. Uh, let's see if uh, I can get in a better mood tonight by okay. checking in with our guy, Nick. Ooh. Is he actually here? Oh. What's up, Nick? Nick? Can't hear you, bud. Can't hear you, Nick. Oh, there's his He's ear. He's putting his ear by the phone. Yep. Nope. That's your ear. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Oh, Nick? Deuce. You're here this time? Yes, I'm here. What's going on, dude? How are you? Good. I don't see your face. Now we're oh, there he is. Okay, Nick, can you turn down your TV? You, you know, you're on with us. Like, we're doing a show. What's going on, man? That's what is that better? Yeah, yeah, it's better. I don't hear it now. Good. What's going on, dude? Well, we lost. Well, I just wanted to say that we lost tonight. But, you know, we, we should have won this game. Yeah. We should have beat Phoenix tonight. We should have lit the beam. Oh, do you miss the beam? Yes, I do. I'm missing like the beam. Like the, the beam. beam. Why not like the beam? Why not? Like the beam, wine. I, yeah, I missed that too, Nick. What What's your message, Nick? My message to the team is go out there and beat Indiana Pacers. Are you going to cheer for Tyrese when he comes back? <laughs> he, he's, not even, he's, he, he, he's not even on our team, so why should I root for him if he's not on my team? No. Well what, done. But what about Buddy Buckets? Ooh. Yeah, Buddy Hill. I do like him. Oh, you do oh. like him. Wow. Because but I do miss Buddy Buckets, and I do miss him. You don't miss Tyrese? I, I Tyrese Halliburton, he should shot pretty good. Yeah, he did. He did. 
He did shoot pretty good. And also, I got a picture today. I got a picture with Kyle Draper and Kenny Thomas today. Nice. And also, I got a picture with Mark Jones. And also, yeah, I got to, I got this, I got the And Katie Christensen was back today. She was yeah. back today, yeah. It was nice to see her back again. Yeah. Yes, it was. Why not? Why not get a picture of Mark Jones? Why not? Why not? Why Nick? not? All Nick? right, man. Will you be there Wednesday night? I will be there Wednesday. Morgan, are you doing pregame live? I will not be doing pregame on Wednesday, but I'll see you there. Okay. Eh, and that means still. That means Morgan. <laughs> that means it. It might be Morgan's turn to get me a pizza. Oh, no, Nick, no, 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 yes. no, no, I don't know why you think Get I made him money. A damn pizza. No, Nick, do you can, you can ask Deuce. <laughs> Get out of here. We'll see you Wednesday. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Deuce taught me shoot the post game free throw today. I got to shoot the post game free throw. He, he yeah. saw me. And, and how'd you do, Nick? You missed it. You choked. <laughs> You bum. I, I bricked it. Yeah, you Aww. bricked it bad. It was pathetic. And I, you, did you hear me? Did you hear me boo you? <laughs> I did. I did. Booed him? I did boo Nick. Oh my yeah, God, Nick. Yeah. All right, Nick. <laughs> Sleep dreams, Nick. Sleep dreams. <laughs> I, I love the fadeaway we're starting to get uh, from Nick. Sleep dreams. He's gone. You booed him? I did. He's yelling at me, and then I look down. And he's like, I'm shooting a free throw, and he missed it. And he tried to shoot another one and missed it. You're an awful team. You booed him. Yeah. It's you. You encourage <laughs> for the next time. Oh no. Okay. No, absolutely okay. not. Okay. Holding him accountable, huh? Yeah. Um, any concern about Kevin Herter, who is 0 for his last uh, 11 from three point land? Seems like they're they're defending him a little tighter nowadays. Yeah, the the film is being watched. Yeah, and understandable. I, but this, you guys, there's smart teams, smart coaches around the league who know how to make adjustments on individuals to make their life harder. And you're seeing that a little bit more with Kevin Herter. But I still think he does a fantastic job of navigating the floor especially to get the ball off some curls and um, just still slashing through the paint, coming strong off screens, his footwork. You notice just like the simple fundamental things are all still there. It's just, okay, what do you do? Maybe at practice, you practice with like, you know, when those foam things start hitting you and stuff, like it's just something extra you got to throw at yourself uh, to get better and better with more and more pressure. I also just think um, it would be nice if instead of like hitting six one night and then zero, can there be an in-between? Split it up a little, like <laughs> yeah, just sprinkle knock, some over here. Just go, Man, can you just knock down a couple tonight? It's tough. And I would love to know from yeah. him, um, especially if he talks or whoever talks at practice tomorrow, um, you know, what, what it may be. And I, when guys, some guys just say like, Hey, the shot just isn't falling, but I'm also curious, is it because defenses are putting a little bit more pressure on you? And so what is it that you need to do? And, or 
what is it that your teammates need to do to get you an even better, more open shot? A couple of other numbers tonight. We mentioned Malik Monk. We should just acknowledge the fact that he finished with 30 points in this game, 12 of 17 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3. He made all four of his free throws. He also had eight assists in the game for Sacramento. Wow. Uh, Harrison Barnes kind of a quiet couple of games now. And it's just like, man, when HB is not giving you, you know, double digit scoring, that's another guy who during that seven game win streak, it seemed like he was really in a nice groove, right? 16 to 18 points yeah. every night. Single digits is what hurts you a little bit. He was one of four, oh, of one from three. He did make four or five from the free throw line. Mentioned Herter going 0 oh for five. So, if you can get a little more balance there, I just think it's going to be tough when you've got three guys in your starting lineup in Fox, Murray, and Barnes, and they combine for a total of 28 points. And they know that. And, I mean, obviously, they're pros. But you know what's tough about it? When everyone else is playing better. And then it's those guys that you depend on that you saw during the winning streak, especially what they were capable of um, at a very high level. It was some really good basketball being done evenly throughout this roster. And you just, you got to see more of it. You got to see more of it going forward. And however guys need to step up, whether it's mentally for some or physically for others, Whatever it is, they've got to figure it out. And I think they're I think they have all the right tools to figure it out. And that's where I'm so encouraged. And you can't pop my joy bubble. <laughs> Could because I lost to Indiana really pop that oh, a little bit though. Yeah. Okay. Right, it would be good. like the, you know, like a slow. Yeah. 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 I'm like, no, no, no. Patch it up, please. Get to Friday or whatever. Buddy, another three. No, no. Halliburton for the win. Pop. <laughs> Yeah. And that if that happened, Joy Bubble's not coming back. Oh, no. Ever. Well, it would bec become a different bubble, like okay. the happy bubble or something. All right. Got to have a bubble. Um, I did want to mention one guy on the Suns. We talked about Devin Booker, who was just amazing. Mikael Bridges is such a good player, man. He really is. That guy makes Long. plays left and right. He had three steals. Also, we didn't even mention the fact that Devin Booker also had eight rebounds. He had four assists and I believe tied his career high with six steals. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Uh, but Bridges plays 40 minutes. He didn't knock down his three tonight. Kind of an awkward looking three at times. But man, defensively, just the fact that they could throw him on different guys. And man, it got to a point they, they wanted to put him on Malik Monk because Monk was getting buckets. Yeah. And his, the link that you just talked about, it, it's so significant because the Kings try to foot, fit these passes, sometimes maybe inside to a cutter, inside to Sabonis. They get their hands on him. Yep. He, he's just so active with his hands, and uh, he's a super smart player. And I think the only thing you really want to do if there's a mismatch size-wise with, like, a girthier player, you saw when even um, Keegan Murray was posting up on him and just was like, okay, well, I'm going to go through him. You know, Coach Brown wants me to be physical and go through guys. I I loved seeing that, but there's still going to be moments that he understands how to stay vertical and how to block the shot because he is such a smart defender. He's patient and just so long. Uh, let's go next to our guy, Ross. What's up, Ross? Welcome in, dude. How do you feel about tonight's game with the Kings and the Suns, Ross? <laughs> You know what? Uh, 
can't be too mad when we're 10 and 9. I mean, especially with the 0 and 4 start, you really can't hang your head too much. But um, last couple games, we just ran into more experienced teams and teams that have had their core together for a couple years. And, you know, as much as we want to put this team in a microwave and see the final product, it's not that simple. You know, we got so many new players. Um, It's just one of those things that, you know, on offense and defense, you you spend, you know, years together and it comes to a point where you don't even have to communicate anymore. Um, and so in a fourth quarter game that's close, that's usually, you know, where you take the L at the end. We just didn't communicate and uh, lost to a better team. And you look at the last three teams we lost to, but last two were in the finals last two years and I think the Hawks were in the Eastern Conference Finals um, maybe a year two or three years ago but if you look at the 19 games that we played had the 0-4 start and they were all the pretty good teams and then we had that run of wins and the two losses were on bad um, refed calls so if you're really looking at game by game it's really hard to be mad at this team at all and that's kind of with Murray struggling, with um, a couple things not going our way. So, you know, as much as you wanted to win, I mean, we're 10-9. and nine. I think everybody would have taken that at this point. I appreciate that perspective so much because I think, I think you're right. I think sometimes, too, there's – it just depends on what your expectations were going into this season. I think you heard some that were like, Kings are going to be the fourth seed in the Western Conference. Okay, uh, let's not say some. There was like one. There was like one guy in Boise out here that was saying something as crazy like that. I think most people thought playing, right? And playing. No, I think a lot of people thought playoffs to start this season. You don't think so? I think most people said playing. I don't think a lot of people were saying playoffs. I think some people thought that. Wait, please tell me the examples. I, I... Okay. It, it was more playing no, vibes than I, anything I, I thought from I'm people. Fine, I'm fine being wrong with this. I just recall the amount of times I talked about, like, the playing conversation. I think the Kings will be in it. And so many people were like, you're wrong. They're going to be in the playoffs. And I was like, okay, I, I hope so. I really hope so. So that's why, I guess, when it comes to anyone. And I knew there was other people who felt the way I felt. And so I think for all of us, having games the way that we're watching games right now and the way that this team is losing and the way that this team is winning it's very encouraging ross it's not even just the record it's just like you're saying it's just the the competitive style of basketball that is being played out there even in some of these late games in some of these losses yeah and i think the other thing now is for the next for this team to take the next step is to beat teams like this at home right it's beating some of these tough teams because their record against teams above 500 right now is not great. You know, they're doing, they're doing a great job taking on the teams that they, you know, I guess should be right. Teams that are below 500 teams that maybe are not supposed to be good this year, but against the other teams, they're in these games. It's just like finding it's, it's the details. You're right. It's a communication late. It's making sure you're locked in defensively, especially in late game situations. It's somehow getting that 50, 50 ball that, you know, the other team always seemingly gets against Sacramento. It's, you know, in the Boston game, when things go bad, let's not panic. Yeah. They're switching a lot. How can we as a team not get out of our stuff 
and slip screens and really get some action going that way and do things differently. It's all about learning from these experiences, but you have to learn from them at some point, right? To take that next step. And that's, hey, look, they got a little adversity again, right? And this is what's going to be. How do you handle adversity? I think for the most part, this team this season has done a good job of battling back, whether it's in a game or from an 0-4 start. Um, they, they, they make it a game. They've got two double-digit losses the entire year. It was a game against Boston where it looked like they maybe had a chance at a time in the third quarter, and then that game at home against Memphis. And honestly, that Boston game, that was like the perfect example of a true and Boston. I mean, we can all agree Boston's like the real deal and probably is close to being the favorite to win the championship. But yeah. And I'm can we, I, can it, I just real fast on that too. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, I'm just so surprised at how they've kind of rallied together. Like they got off to such an awful start last season and then turn it around, make it to the NBA finals two days before camp. They lose their head coach and a Robert Williams hasn't played a game this season mm. for them. And they have just found yep. a way to rally together and be the best team in the NBA. Tonight, they sat all their guys to, except Tatum. They rolled. They rolled at home. Day before that, Tatum sits. They rolled. So they, they're just clicking right now. And a lot of people don't realize um, you got to go to the, whether it's the first round, the second, the NBA finals, you got to get your heart broken. You got to, you know, not sleep for two weeks after the finals and then get back into the gym. And that's how you win those games at the end. Um, you know, it was tied with two minutes left going into the fourth. They went on a 10 over run. What do they say? Great teams finish quarter strong. And, uh, but we play, you know, we weren't hitting our threes and we we're still in that game. So I don't really feel like um, we've been out of it. A lot of teams, you know, or a lot of people say, you know, we don't want to hear the excuse of it takes time and it takes uh, synergy uh, building. But, I mean, Fox and Sabonis are two really kind of strong personalities as far as players. And they've played 30 games together. And then we got our probably next four or five guys, uh, Keegan and Monk and Herter. They've only played 20 games with them. So as much as we want to say, like, damn, why can't we close? It's like, okay, the Suns have been – you know, eight, eight and Booker have been together, what, three years? Um, and so has Bridges been there. So, yeah, you know, you can't really be too mad at it. It'll come with time. Yep, and that's the biggest thing. Just has to come at some point. And your next chance is Wednesday night. Let's get it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Let's get Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, Ross. Thanks. Yep. Oh, great perspective. Yeah. Or what do you think? I feel like you're holding some. What do you no, want to say I to just me right now? Uh, the 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 chat. I love this because I think it's cool how, especially probably in the off season, you know, we grew, we got some NBA fans, and we have some Pacers fans. And yeah. uh, numb Pacers fan says, "I'm sorry that we have to beat you on Wednesday. <laughs> you guys feel like family. Well, we appreciate you, but it's um time to die." Yeah, I saw a Tyrese Halliburton uh, stat just a second ago. That was insane. I know. He's the first player in NBA history to have 60 points, 40 assists, and zero turnovers in a three-game span. The zero turnovers in three games is absurd for a player who handles the ball as much as he does. With the roster that yeah, he has. His passing ability, he's just got such a great feel for the game. It's hey, it's the reason why we liked him a lot when he was here. I, I love his game. Absolutely. Davion, 
get get on his ass. Get into him. Fox, be ready to go. Um, yeah, I'll be better next game. I'm sorry, Morgan. What do you mean you'll be better? I just I, I feel like my mood's been a little eh today. And I think I'm just gonna be honest because we are very transparent on the podcast yeah. with our feelings. How yeah. I cried on this podcast after my grandma died. Um I mean, well, I mean, that's a legit. Thing. Yeah, I was like, I, okay. I'm just, I need to do a better job of balancing how I interact during games. And I've, th- hey, it took 20, 19 games for me to get to this point. Yeah. But personally, I, I start to feel it. And it's, I think what gets me, and again, all the people who are getting me right now are laughing. And I, you should <laughs> laugh. You got me again. All right. You know, I'm emotional. You know, the kryptonite, you know how to get to me. It's just, there's people, and I mentioned, do you remember during the seven-game win streak when I mentioned Mio? And I yeah. said, where's Mio? Was I, he back it, tonight? He was back tonight. Oh, and, come on. And he said, because he losses are fun, more fun. And it's just, these people in the chat, you I'm like, I just. son of a bitch. You guys kill me. Like, a Joseph, Armstrong Joseph in the chat. It's like, he was not in our Discord at all during the seven-game streak. The second, the signs of, oh, Fox has a few bad games. See, and like. Lose. And that stuff eats at me and i don't it get irritates that me because you know what i want i want a chat that's productive not like this guy greater sign i told you fox is not that guy where were you a few weeks ago well, where were you when he won western conference player of the week where wh- were you where are you during <laughs> just discussions right because like it's way more fun to have a discussion with someone than to just have people deflect and troll and everything but there's so many great people within our discord within our youtube and twitch and everything i I literally i literally got my mind taken out of tonight's game for a second when some guy was arguing with (laughs) me about me tweeting that zach zarba is hot except when he makes bad calls zach zarba is really hot yeah and he was mad that i was objectifying zach zarba and then had like a terrible conversation with him just awful so it took me a little bit out of the game but i got back in it put my joy bubble on and said uh-uh you ain't popping this shit <laughs> let's go to um nora we have not talked to nora on night chat before i don't think uh nora welcome into night chat with deuce and mo hi i'm new to night chat i'm also kind of new to basketball i've only been like um like into the nba since uh 2020 actually um, but ever since I got into it, I really enjoy watching the Sacramento Kings. And I'm still learning about, you know, um, the game and, you know, how to have, how to like, I guess, acquire a higher basketball IQ. But um, anyways, I just wanted to ask a question about kind of your guys' predictions about um, what's going to happen on Wednesday's game <sighs> with us, the Pacers. Well, a couple of things, Nora. Thank you. No, no, I no, have we questions have questions for you. Yeah, what the hell? Stop for a second. <laughs> Nora, you became a fan uh, an NBA fan in 2020, you started watching basketball. Are you, are you from Sacramento? Yeah, yeah, I okay, am. Okay. But, um, the thing is, my brother is a huge Kings fan, and every time I tried to get into the NBA, I was like, well, the Kings aren't doing well. Can I choose another team? And then he was like, no, I'll pretty much disown you if you do that. So, good brother. That's a good brother. <laughs> so here we are now. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you're a Kings fan. I hope you're still enjoying it, even though it could be up and down. Oh, I, mean, I this love This year has it. been fun. Um. So your question is, what are yeah, what prediction? kind of predictions? Yeah, we can we make um, for Wednesdays? I mean, game. here's here's well, I'm just gonna put it out here, oh. and you know, the last time I made a prediction very strongly, it's when the Kings beat the Warriors in Sacramento. 
You made that prediction? Yeah, I said it. it Kenny Carraway oh, yeah, was you on. guys did. I said the Kings are beating the Warriors. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it strongly. The Kings, hey, numb Pacers fan, the Kings are beating the Pacers coming up on Wednesday night. It's because they're better than you, and you know it. Your team's off to a nice start. It's not happening. That crowd's not going to let it happen. Demonis Sabonis is not going to let it happen. Davion Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, those guys aren't letting it happen. Coming up, this is not a prediction, by the way. Nor you asked for a prediction. This is a spoiler. The beam will be lit <laughs> coming up on Wednesday night at Golden One Center. Wow. Nora, um, you know, I hope so, because, you know, I was there tonight and uh, I was really hoping to see it. I haven't been to a game this season. Last season, I went to like over 16 home games. It was so fun. But, you know, this season, I was looking forward to seeing that beam. But I mean, I, I have faith. You'll see the beam on Wednesday, and I'm not a big. Whoa! I know. I'm what? not. I know. Juice. That means we're not seeing it. That pro- means we're not seeing it. makes a prediction. We're not seeing it now. I don't ever make predictions, and I hate predictions. And that's why, Nora, though, I do, I do feel like it's not only one of those games where the Kings need to get this <laughs> win on their home floor. I truly feel it to my core that they feel that and they know it and that they have what it takes to do it not only physically and with their skill set but just truly mentally as well i think they want it so bad as a team but it really is going to be attention to so many details and it's not like they're going to look at the pacers as a rollover team where i think Mm -hmm. early on if they were winning a whole bunch of games they might be like okay let's see what what the pacers got but i think this is more of like a desperation we got to stop our losing streak kind of win no but this is this is an emotional game not just for sabonis this is for fox too yeah. Right, like Fox yeah. is coming off three bad games now. The guy that everyone is talking about is Tyrese Halliburton. So many people said they should have traded Fox instead of Halliburton. Right? There's so much talk about yes, should you have gone with Fox? The Kings decided to keep Fox. All of those angles. Sabonis so wanting to get his too. There, it, there's no overlooking this team. This is a we got to bring it on Wednesday night and send yeah. a message. Anyway, Nora, I just um, I, I, hope I love I, Halliburton, but I yeah. obviously hope that um, that we beat the Pacers on Wednesday. You know, even tonight's game, though, um, I, I felt like we were playing really good, uh, honestly, in comparison to how the Suns, you know, rank right now in the Western Conference. Um, unfortunately, like I did not appreciate Devin Devin Booker flopping all over the court. <sighs> Yeah, um, yeah. Like every time. That, he complains so much. He's on first team all bitch team. He is. He complains so much. Like he, he he's on it. Luca's on it. The antics are are frustrating from Booker. And what's crazy is when he is still that damn amazing. I love you're his just game. Just like, ugh, why are you so magical right now against us? It's so annoying. But yeah, I I I'm with you though, Nora. I think the way that the Kings played and have been playing even in some of these losses this season. It's just, it's, it feels different and it's okay to believe that it's a little bit different. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it guys. Um, I will be at the game on Wednesday and I hope, uh, I hope to see everyone there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Come say hi to us. Thanks, yeah, n- Nora. Nice meeting you for the first time. For sure. <laughs> nice to meet you. Bye everyone. Right. Take care. Bye. Have a good night. Nora.
So cool. Became a Kings fan in 2020. Dude. That's cool. No, it, it really, and I love, I love that her brother said, um, I'll disown you if you become a fan of anyone else. And that she's like actually trying to be like, hey, I want to actually be in this fandom. Like, I don't want to just root from afar. She's calling in to Nija. That's so dope. Oh, did I cross a line there? No, I just you're realized. great tonight. You're great tonight. I just, it's. It is almost amazing who comes out of the woodworks during during the tough times. My guy Felix, who was on Fox all year last year, I have not seen him in the chat in ages. But tonight, he's here. Deuce. Fox struggles. The anti-Fox crew comes out. Oh, let's go. What do you up. Let's go. Mount up. What do you expect? What do you expect? Why do you get put your freaking joy bubble on? Like honestly, I'm stunned. You are. I don't no, understand you the psychology of people. Person. No, 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 no. Hear, hear me out. Because I don't even mind when you're like Fox did not play well tonight, really? and if he keeps playing this way, the Kings are not going to be a playoff team. Correct. I just go. He's played well most of the year this year, and the Kings are ten and nine. That's pretty damn good. But instead, the first signs of any weakness, I'm like, are you a fan? Like, do you want him to do well? Because you're never here going, hey, man, I got to say, Fox is really playing well right now. Man, they, that guy's really turned the corner. But the first sign of, oh, he's going through a funk, you pile on. It's can, just so weird to me. Can I just say, like, as someone who I've had, I think, only two people in my two players in my entire basketball love life that I've ever kind of shit on. And it was really hard for me to turn it around and be like, Oh wait, they're actually playing well and give them the love that they deserve. And it, I don't know why that was. I think in some ways it's, it's a pride thing. You want to be right, but, but let that ego go. Let yeah. that ego go because it's okay to be wrong. And I just want to say to those two, Mario Chalmers and Anthony Davis, I'm sorry for all those times. <laughs> those were my two, always. They frustrated the hell out of me. I am going to make a promise tonight on November 28th, 2022. Okay, I like this. I am not allowing anyone to get in my head about this for at least the next 72 hours. What? I was gonna I was hoping like a month. A month? Yeah. I'm You're capable. <laughs> you are capable. I'm so confused. Why? Why? You're the one who tells me to always be like, oh uh, yeah. What? He says hold him accountable, dudes. He is supposed to play well. He's a max player. This franchise has given him everything and the pressure is there. Three bad games in a row won't cut it. Felix, oh, shut this up, is gonna Felix. last. I'm, I'm gonna sorry, say this hon. to you, Felix. It's gonna last. Uh, go through NBA history, look at any great player <laughs> in the you. league, and tell me, oh, you're not allowed to have three bad games. It's the same people that are in Discord going, hey, hey, you can't lose three games in a row. No, you know, you, you can because it does happen, all right? This is not the 61-win team from 2002. Players go through funks. It's about how do you get out of them. You're naturally going to go through funks. You're not going to do that every single night. It is literally impossible to Too do much in the NBA. Too much energy toward Felix. Sorry, Felix, you're not worth it right now. It's just hey, just be too much. Oh, no, I'm just saying, just be better. <laughs> just be better. All you, all you guys out there that do this, be better. But you be better. I will. I'm not giving a damn. 
We, I, I will, but it's. I will, but that's going. that's after after November twenty eighth, twenty twenty two for seventy two hours. I just hours. don't get it. I just I'm like, if you don't like something this much, then don't watch them. Yes, move I, on. I move on. I completely because agree with that. Here's my point: you're not enjoying it when it's happening and something good's happening. That's All you're it. going is, well, that's no. That's yes. what he's supposed to do. No, and that's part of the sport. That's so now. If they were just robots and they were like, you know, set on level all star, and they're supposed to play a certain level every single night because they're robots and you can't screw up, totally will get that in fifty years from now. Okay, totally will get that. But it's not that. And these are humans. And I don't know if you know about this. Humans make mistakes in every way possible. In Every aspect of life, it doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter how much money you get paid. So you knock it off too. Okay. Let's end uh, on a positive. I like it. Let's Give me see. one big positive from tonight's game. I made a prediction. Oh. You making a prediction. That's I did great. I did make a prediction. I thought you were saying from tonight's podcast. Um, from tonight's game, I would say I would just say my big positive was um I'll, I I want to make it more broad, but I'll just go with this guy, individual Malik Monk, and just his ability to get into the paint and create things, especially when they needed it most, especially when outside shots weren't falling. It was so fun in texting my family chat and just being like, holy shit, Monk, and in the way that he's playing. That fun feeling, Deuce, I felt like I'm sitting in the media section like a fan trying to close my eyes on the final Suns possession when Tory Craig ended up getting that free throw or getting that rebound. But it was like, it was such a fun feeling of nervousness and anxiousness and all these things. It was just great to feel that again. I just love the energy Malik Monk comes in with attacking. Yep. You feel it in the arena when he goes strong to the basket. There's oohs and ahs. He had that one crossover that got oohs and ahs from the crowd. He brings so much life to not only the fan base, but the team. He's always liable for a couple of those plays. You're like, ah, don't do that. But his energy and passion, and it's not just, oh, I'm going to come in and get buckets. He can do that. He can absolutely get you buckets. He can get hot, knock down a three. He can dunk. He's going to provide a spark. But he wants to be a playmaker. He wants to set guys up. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is what makes him such a fun player to watch, but also probably to play with. I, I would say him finding so much joy in playing basketball, and you see that from a lot of these guys, even when they lose games like this, you, you see those moments from Sabonis when he's smiling when another guy makes a shot or he gets a pass from a teammate and he throws it down. Like... The joy that this team is playing with is contagious, and I feel like it's being spread everywhere, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's part of my joy bubble. It is invited. Huge bright spot. And yeah. there, that was a fun game to watch. The result wasn't the best, but it was a fun game. I agree. Two teams going back and forth. Whew. Some fun Give offensive some times. some good basketball. Let me finish that one with a win for the Sacramento Kings, but that will happen. That will happen, and this is a great place to start. Well, we'll do it again um, Wednesday night. Kings and Pacers, let's get it. We love you guys so, so, so much, but we got to go. You're all badass for being here. Thank you so much. See ya! Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo.
Goose and Mo. They tell you what they know. Goose and Mo. Goose and Mo. Goose and Mo. The podcast that you know. Goose and Mo. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.